Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Oh, brother! Special guest, man. This guy always brings it. Dave Mason from BetOnline.ag. Dave's the guy uh, who has uh, real facts and things as opposed to what I do here. And uh, we always talk gambling. Uh, we talk what's hot, what's not, what's working for uh, for BetOnline.ag, where the lines are, all of your uh, betting questions uh, uh, Dave's going to get to. And we're going to start with the NBA. Now, we're taping this two days ahead of time. Uh, I could BS you folks, and we'd do a whole thing on as if uh, 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 the uh, Toronto Raptors wrapped it up, or as if Golden State forced a game six. But uh, uh, let's just let's just say we're taping it two days ahead of time, Dave. Launch launch into what you think is important about this uh, uh, about this uh, game six and, w- and where the money's rolling. Yeah, well, uh, what's important is we really want the Raptors to wrap it up tonight, as you said. Um, you know, from a future standpoint, both, both teams are profit, but Raptors are better. But the, the big sweat for us is the series price, you know, with, with uh, people taking the, the Golden State Warriors at, at, you know, plus 300, plus 400 and up odds uh, to come back. So if they come back and, and win it all, we, we would get killed on that series price. So we're really rooting for the Raptors tonight. Wow! So, I mean, you know, that's with KD coming back now. Everybody's piling on on Golden State. So uh, yeah, so yeah, we'll see. So explain this to me because I don't know betting that well. Uh, I would I would have thought so. It's actually turned around completely because I would imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong, that uh, uh, initially uh, you'd have got killed. Because Toronto started uh, to win, so I imagine the odds were pretty pretty big against Toronto. Uh, but now it's it's reversed itself so much that now you'll get killed if Golden State wins. Oh, brother, I, I can't understand the math. Explain <laughs> that one to me. Yeah, no, the action was pretty even early, but uh, you know it, now it's just the Warriors. Uh, they're currently plus three forty five, but they were higher. They went down because of KD coming officially coming back tonight. Uh, but they were higher. They're over plus four hundred, I believe. So you know it doesn't take a whole heck of a lot of bets at plus four hundred to rack up a big red figure for us. Because not a lot of people are laying that minus five hundred or whatever the number is on the other side. They're not risking five hundred to to win a hundred. Not a lot of people. So. Uh, yeah, so if the Warriors come back and win their third in a row, we're gonna get we're gonna get waxed on that. What's an interesting uh, in-game bet for this uh, for uh, for this ball game? Uh, we'll see. I mean, see, you know, we have the best live betting software out there. So once the once the odds, once the game starts, and and basketball is great for live betting just because the swings back and forth. You know, it, it's so so fun to bet both sides of the game on those games that swing back and forth, especially the Warriors, man. We get killed on them a lot because you know, sometimes they're just getting they're getting shelled and they just come back and do their thing in the third, the third and fourth quarter. So people are getting, you know, the, the Warriors at underdog money in the second quarter and they just come back and do their thing. So we'll see. I mean, there's going to be a lot of eyes on Kevin Durant tonight, so that's yeah. going to be some interesting, uh, interesting stuff there. My prediction, Kevin Durant will roll his ankle trying to sing the Canadian National Anthem. NHL Wednesday, Game 7 in Boston. Does St. Louis have a chance? How's the betting going? Oh, man, uh, we hope St. Louis has a chance. Uh, you know, they're currently the plus 149 underdogs. They could have wrapped it up the other night, and they lost. Uh, you know, Bruins are minus 165 to lift the cup now. Um, yeah, we'll be rooting for the Blues, I'm sure. Uh, 
as majority of the early action is on the Boston Bruins. And from a future standpoint, we're not looking good there. Either team's a loss for us, but the Bruins would be a bigger loss. So, Blues fans, let's go Blues. So now's the time to pop in a bet on the, on the Blues. Maybe get some guy. Hey, because they're, they're, they're a little lunch bucket team. Uh, they've won in Boston before. I do not think they're going to be phased by Game 7. So uh, 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 everybody listen to Dave Mason. And for God's sake, lay down a bet on the Blues. All right, listen to me. Uh, I don't have much time left, but baseball, tell me all about it. Uh, who's, who's running hot right into the All-Star break? I like those Minnesota Twins. Yeah, how about that, man? I mean, who would have thunk that at the beginning of the season? You yeah, know, no like, kidding. Ten, ten, days, 10 games up or, so, or whatever it is yeah. uh, last I looked. Um, yeah, no, baseball. Well, first thing about baseball, and it is kind of an advanced topic, but we have the best dime lines in the industry. They go up to minus 185, so that's some of the best MLB value. But from the uh, you know future standpoint, the Astros um, are the favorites to win it all. At plus four hundred, along with the Dodgers, the Twins are down there plus eight hundred. So they're they're ranked fourth uh, behind the Astros, Dodgers, and Yankees. And you got the Twins at plus eight hundred. So um, you know a lot of a lot of games left to be played this year. We're not even the All Star break. Think about baseball, man. It's such a long season. Yeah, a lot of these eight lines change. These teams go on hot streaks and cold streaks, and these uh, these odds will be moving all over the place. Well, I t- I'm telling you, everybody. Uh, uh, here's the here's the short of it all. What Dave Mason is telling you is go to betonline.ag and lay down some bets. Dave, thanks a ton for coming on. Thanks for having me. And hey, folks, uh, uh, yeah, it's time. Dave's not kidding around. There's some great bets out there. Uh, boy, NBA, NHL. You got baseball getting hot. You're gonna have all kinds of all star betting coming up. Uh, you got golf coming up. Is t- how's Tiger going to do U.S. Open? All that kind of stuff. So go to betonline.ag now. Podcast one. Enter that for a fifty percent welcome bonus. Are you kidding me? Fifty percent. Wow. That's like if you put down a hundred bucks, somewhere around fifty bucks. Boom. Extra pops right up into your uh, account. So bet all of that. Uh, man, they got it all there. Just go to uh, just go to betonline.ag. Uh, use podcast one as the promo code or text bet now to 238669. If you're a texter, if you have the thumb dexterity, go to bet now to 238669 and receive the same 50% welcome bonus. That is crazy. Bet it all. All hot this week with the NBA and the NHL going crazy. Don't miss out on any of the action at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Great news from Sprint. The wait is finally over. The new Samsung Galaxy Note 10 with the powerful S Pen has arrived at Sprint, and you can get it for 50% off with a Sprint Flex lease. That's right. Get the power of performance and productivity of the Galaxy Note 10 for less than $20 per month. There's never been a better time to switch. To learn more, visit your local Sprint store, sprint.com slash Galaxy Note 10, or call 800-SPRINT-1 today. $19.79 a month after $19.80 monthly credit. Apply with two bills with approved credit 18-month lease and new line of service. If canceled, early remain balance due. Exclusive tax coverage and offer not available everywhere through the activation fee restrictions apply. Time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Jet Waterhouse. Oh, brother! 
How are you, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, amazing comedy writer and producer. You know him from Family Guy, Alex Sulkin. We're going to be talking to him real soon. First, let me thank the folks that sponsor this podcast for real. True Car, for all your car buying needs. Pluto TV, the best free TV app, and betonline.ag. Podcast One's trusted partner in all things gaming. Hey, man, we got an interview. We got Advice Corner. We got Fiery 4 pop quiz coming up. And hey, if you like this podcast, check out this amazing new true crime podcast. It's called 22 Hours, an American Nightmare. Sounds like uh, me at the uh, uh, DMV. It's about a murder. That took place in Washington, D.C. A family and their housekeeper were held hostage for 19 hours before being killed when the murderers set their mansion on fire. You'll be shocked by what they went through during those 19 hours, and you won't believe how they found the guy. I won't ruin the ending, but uh, all I will say is pizza crust. I'm telling you, it is awesome. Podcast One teamed up with award-winning journalists from news giant WTOP to put this story together, and the podcast is amazing. Download 22 Hours, an American Nightmare, now on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. New episodes every single Monday. All right, before we get to my guest, the amazing Alex Alkin, time for the Waterhouse Update, brought to you by Throwbacks. The e-cigarette you light with a match. NBA Finals. Golden State forces a game six. Warriors wound tighter than Steven Seagal's ponytail. So ravaged by injuries, Coach Steve Kerr suited up and handed the clipboard to Don Nelson. Toronto less sizzle than soy bacon. But like a Bernie Sanders pollster outside a weed store, they just keep coming at you. Hoops. The sixth most popular sport in Canada behind hockey. Curling, teasing bears, walleye fishing, and drunk snowmobiling. So they'll appreciate an NBA title, kind of. That NBA wrap-up brought to you by Medieval Knievel, the jousting daredevil. Stanley Cup, named after Lord Stanley, who even prior to hockey had invented the penalty box. Game 7 tonight in Boston, so win or lose. If you want your car to burn for the insurance... Put a St. Louis decal on it and leave it parked within 40 blocks of the garden. As per tradition, the winners will drink the blood and teeth of the losers right from the Stanley Cup. The league so determined to let the teams play, the refs will be calling the game from a bar in New Hampshire. Wow, that's interesting. That NHL update sponsored by VIP, the luxury porta potty. Horse racing! The Belmont Stakes won by Sir Winston, who took an Uber straight to Stud Farm. Baseball! As South American as Apple Empanadas. Former Bosox great David Ortiz participating in the newest craze, getting shot in the Dominican Republic. Ortiz told reporters he'll make a full recovery or his stake was too rubbery. Hard to tell with David. And finally, this week in sports history, the year 1944. The place Cincinnati, Ohio. 15-year-old pimply teenager Joe Nuxall debuts for the Reds. Most able-bodied American men were off fighting World War II. So the Reds lineup also featured a leper, a gargoyle, and a dog in a Halloween mask. This Waterhouse Update brought to you by Bananas, the banana guaranteed to ripen tomorrow. Now, finally, it's talk time. My guest today, great comedy writer, one of the key cogs in Family Guy. If the word sardonic ever needs a poster boy, he's it. Alex Sulkin, Alec, how are you? Oh, wow. I am much better now. That, I feel like I just watched Neil Peart 
rip through a drum solo. That was that is fantastic. Oh wow! Well, well you know, uh, uh, it's all I can do. Uh, that's why they kicked me out of church. That's the volume. Uh, listen, I always try to guess the athletic body type of my uh, my guest. So I'm going to say you look like you have the athletic body type. Of an inveterate gambler. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that that's is. exactly right. A lot of elbows on the table, a lot of slouching, a lot of ordering a tray of food right next to me and right next to you. Oh yeah, the well, whole you're, time you're playing in the high roller arena. Oh yeah, sure. Commerce. You're bringing your food. That's <laughs> Hollywood a, Park. That's a big deal. Now you grew up in Massachusetts, the Weston Wildcats. Oh, you know it. Yeah, baby. I didn't go there, but yes, I grew up in Weston. Did you play yeah. any uh, sports at the, the at any level? Yeah, I did in high school. Uh, now, where'd you go to high school? Body of a high school athlete. I'm sorry, I'm going to slip into your voice. It's so infectious. That's okay. Um, That's fine by me. I you take over, actually, for about <laughs> 10 minutes if you like. If you need to clear your throat. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I played baseball and basketball not very well, but my high school was very small, so I was able to play. How small? The, 300 people. Oh, brother. Yeah. Yeah, that's tiny. It's very small. It was that's little, the attendance was, for an AAF game this past <laughs> summer. Very good. Uh, it was a small private school called uh, Middlesex in Concord, as they say there. Concord. Concord, New Hampshire? Concord, Mass. Con- oh, birthplace of the American Revolution. Concords are there, for God's sake. A couple. There's a bunch out there. So you played... Uh, 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 baseball and basketball. Baseball, uh, what'd you play in baseball? Uh, I played left field. Oh, that's that's big. All the action. Yeah, nobody could really pull it. No, <laughs> so I was I had a lot of idle innings back there. Um, they can't hit the curve at Middlesex, right? Not at all. I either made diving catches or circled around, and the ball fell behind me. Uh, was, well, that's a common play at that level. It was. Yeah. That was not good. Yeah, that separates you. When you get to college, you got to make that play. No, no chance. I, I went to a mostly women's college. I still couldn't have played. There. What's the name of that? That would be Connecticut College. Connecticut College in New London, Connecticut, which was formerly Connecticut College for Women up until 1970. Wow. And it was 75%. So these are borderline accredited schools. <laughs> borderline. <laughs> Just kind of recently. Yeah. <laughs> What's your greatest athletic moment? <laughs> could be yesterday. Could be all the way to when you were five years old. Hey, can oh, you mine? Think? Yeah, yours. What's greatest the greatest athletic I have none. moment? Wow. No, I can't. I don't know if I have. Oh, you know what? My greatest athletic moment was probably... In a Little League All-Star game, uh, this was when I was like 12 or 11. This is big. Little League All-Star game. Uh, my best friend was the pitcher. I was the hitter. First up in the game, he drilled me in the head. <laughs> that was it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's got to sting. All of our parents there watching. That sad anecdote brought to you by <laughs> ukuleles. Make any music sound unimportant with a ukulele. Are you New England straight down the line like Pats, Bo Sacks, Bruins, the whole thing? Correct. Wow, Celtics. Celtics. Yeah, that's a, you, you almost kind of have to be uh, New England straight down the line, I think, if you grow up there. You or, do, unless uh, you grow up in that weird area of Connecticut where they kind of just pick whoever they want. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. well, they have money. They do. Yeah, they can make they, those choices. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, we're Yankees fans. Yeah. yeah. If you uh, choose outside of that uh, New England area, they, uh, up until probably 17 or 18 years old, they will just hunt you down like an ex-cult member. It's brutal. Yeah, it's it is. brutal. So which is your favorite? What do you... Uh, I don't well, know. I got it, and it's changed over the years. I grew up, you know, early days with Larry Bird. Celtics were the favorite. Oh, yeah. Favorite, loved them. And then I kind of went into the... Into the Red Sox before they had won the World Series, just really invested. Then when Brady came, it's it's all Pats. I mean, he's, yeah. he's the best. Love them. Love the organization. Love Belichick. 
Love it. Yeah, he's ridiculous. Uh, Brady, 53 now. Both hips are fake, and uh, he's got a titanium spine. But man, oh man, he just keeps going and going and going. So uh, superstitions for the for for the for the uh, uh, Patriots. Superst- like when you watch, do you have to when wear I certain watch, underwear? I, do, I, do, I don't want to get too personal. I do a weird thing where I turn the volume off when I watch Ooh. because I find that the the noise of the crowd, uh, if they're away in particular, it's it's too much to bear. So if you watch it with the noise <laughs> down, it's like. Very serene. You can kind of yeah. get upset and happy, but there's not. So in a away game, say they're at Miami. Yeah. The booing and hatred is just a little too. Uh, well, it the, ruffles the pastel placidity. I actually enjoy watching. For. I enjoy watching the Bills Miami Jets games because they're almost guaranteed wins. They and, are and in I, that division. I really like hearing those crowds go silent. So yeah, yeah, and and uh, uh, with your method, they're always silent. That's true. And they have every right to be. And by the way, I think it's pronounced Miami. Miami, oh, brother. No wonder I'm not in the bigs. That tip brought to you by Porn on the Cob, Iowa's number one adult store, and transvestites, time-tested sexual deviancy you can trust. Uh, do you remember your worst coach? Oh, my worst coach. Well, it had to be like one of the dads in our little league. I th- oh, you know what? I do remember my worst coach. His name was uh, Mr. Burke. We can go right at it, too. Mr. Burke. He, Mr. Burke. He was at my elementary school. And he was this Boston guy with the thick accent, and he and he used to pick favorites, and he hated fat kids, and so he was the coach of the basketball team. In the middle of a game, there was a pass to one of the chunkier kids that kind of skidded off his feet and went out of bounds, and clear as a bell in this wooden old gym. Just hear him go, "Ah, oh, Eddie, if that was a cupcake, you would have had it." <laughs> it's great. <laughs> But he was a terrible coach. Launched a comedy career, maybe. Absolutely. Triggered you into yep. thinking, I can yeah. write that That's stuff. right. I, I laughed. Well, leads us to Family Guy. Uh, you're doing uh, Family Guy for how long now? I've been there for the better part of 15 years. I started in 2004. I'm still there now. You've written on some killer episodes. My favorite, Stu and Stewie's Excellent Adventure. That was a good one. I love them. It's double Stewie's, <laughs> That's right? right. That's right. You can't knock that. I know. He's the, why not have two of them? He's yeah, funny. Yeah, double the He's funny. Now, how'd you fall in that? You were writing for the late night guy, the yeah. sports guy, Craig Kilborn. He stole a couple oh, of gigs Oh, kill me. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but you started there, and then, yeah. boom, you just kind of. Well, it was just good luck at the right time. Uh, I went to a show on Fox uh, after the Kilborn show called The Pits, which was not very good, but it had a fantastic writing staff with Mike Scully and uh, his brother and Tom Gamble and Max Pross sure. on everything. And, and Seth MacFarlane was there because Family Guy had recently been canceled, and, but he still had a Fox deal. So they put him on that show one day a week. And we were the same age, and that was where I met him. And I actually never watched Family Guy at that point. I was like a Simpsons guy. Right, right. And, uh, but we went out one night to karaoke, Brass Monkey, uh, off Wilshire, and we were getting kind of drunk. And he said, uh, he kissed me. He said outside of the bar. <laughs> Nothing that, wrong with that. that uh, That's just a career move yeah, there. Exactly. Had to do it. Um, he just said, you know, they're talking about bringing Family Guy back. And if they do, I'd love for you to come work there. And I was thinking there's no way they're going to do that. But then they did, and I did. And it's been, you know, 15 years. Now, in that room, what's the lag time on this animation stuff? Because uh, you got to send it to, like, North Korea that and would be little just, kids draw it just, or something like that. Yeah, just, I don't know the whole picture. <laughs> you, you got it pretty good. Um, just 18 months. Just the short 18 uh, yeah, months. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. No, not too bad. So you can stay current. 
<laughs> we, we made a big pop. How do you picture. get the current stuff? And do you leave holes for the well, uh, well, current stuff? There's some ways. If something is current and very funny, we can often rush, like do a rush job on it. And the animation's a little worse, but people can't really tell. Right. And right. sometimes we just we rewrite it kind of up until about a month or two before it airs. So it's not actually 18 months away. We can be like one month away, which oh. is, in animation makes a big difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And now you did vo- you do voices on it, too. You've done Jesus. Jesus sounds just like this. It's yeah. just me talking. Very, uh, very again, Soothing. very placid. Yes. Um, like. But every voice I do sounds kind of like this. And most of them have a like a number after it. It's like old guy number two, Arab <laughs> so, number three. So sure to be dead within 18 seconds. <laughs> That's right. With those characters. Now, uh, 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 what's your favorite under the radar joke from that? Because uh, mm-hmm. I know that you guys throw jokes. We at throw a, a lot. Ridiculous pace. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're you're done with a ball game in about two hours and eight minutes. That's the equivalent. <laughs> I know. You are you are heaving it. Man. I know. It's a lot of strikes. A lot of hitting the plate. Yeah. 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 Um, Nibble in the corners. Yeah, and then we, bam down the hatch. We may get knocked around some Sundays, but <laughs> yeah, uh, it doesn't matter. You're a wily veteran. <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, it's funny. Favorite under the radar joke. This always people always ask about jokes, and I'm so stupid. I can never really remember my favorites because there are so many. I often think about things we're just working on like today that are funny. Uh, we had a scene today where uh, Chris, the older brother, and Stewie, the younger brother, are uh, cabin mates on a cruise ship uh, while they all take a cruise, and so their relationship devolves into like an alcoholic marriage. <laughs> And so, you know, Stewie's just complaining that Chris doesn't have a good enough job and doesn't want to socialize with people on the ship. And he's just trying to get to the magic show because they have a three-drink minimum. Oh, sure, the and magic so show. And so it yeah. just ends very funnily with a magician saying, and would anyone in the audience like to come join me up on stage? You, sir. And it's Chris, and he's very drunk, and he goes, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> we just, that great. made me laugh for a long time. And look forward to seeing that in a mere 18 months. That's right. Blink of an eye. That uh, ad brought to you by Conundrums, the drum set no one can figure out. Now, uh, I did a voice recently at Chet Waterhouse, and I did a line or two. And uh, and uh, so that's going to air. That uh, We screened that episode today. Oh, brother! Yeah, that's right. In fact, we gave you an extra line, so you'll be coming back. Holy smokes! <laughs> man, oh, man, I like that cash. Come bearing gifts. I, <laughs> it, I hope it pays like my ads. My ads, $15 and then uh, $7.50 if I bungle it. <laughs> half price, but because you you know your name's still out. How there. much did they pay you for that tight promo up top? Oh, that that thing. <laughs> yeah. That uh, well, if it's by line, I get seven hundred thirty-five dollars. My goodness! Did you notice it was called twenty-two hours? Ironically, yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and uh, my goodness, what better endorsement for that than this voice <laughs> on this podcast? Now, well, yeah, 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 you let's gotta have. Murders. Let's <laughs> make murder silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <right>. I'm sure <laughs> the victims' families. <laughs> (laughs) will be happy to hear it coming out of my mouth. Uh, You got to have something in the hopper for for the Alex Sulkin animated project. Is there something you're you're cooking on? Are you you loving exactly what you're doing? You know, I love what I do, but I I have recently written a pilot that is very sports-based. It's a Boston sports-based, not animated, single-camera sort of dramedy about an Irish family in South Boston and, and the the show begins the night of the Aaron Boone home run in 2003. No, brother. Yeah. For those of you uh, so that's, not up on that one, they start uh, on a Yankee low. Aaron Boone uh, crushed, crushed a region. the souls 
of an entire generation, yes. pretty much, of Bo Sax fans. They, he did. And Aaron so, Boone, of all people. I know. I know. Aaron Bleep, Aaron Bleep and Boone. I think uh, Mr. Burke insulted him. <laughs> That's right. Back in grade school. Yeah, he was a little kid. He was like uh, that Guidel, that Eddie Guidel guy that uh, Bill Vex sent to the plate. He was tiny, Aaron Boone. <laughs> he walked. Crushed one over the... The left field wall or I, something. I remember it well. Yeah. Anyway, so that I've been working on that, and I'm excited about it, and it's now being passed to Fox executives who will fumble around with it for months and then ultimately not do anything. Well, you know, that's uh, that's the name of the game in Hollywood now. That's the new business model. That's right. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> that's the way they did it in Japan, and it seemed to work, and they've brought it over here now. Uh, what about this whole CGI animation? Because clearly, 18-month lag, you guys are drawing this. Yes. Uh, there are people hand-drawing this. Yes. Uh, but you got the CGI. How does that strike you? Just, lo- just I, I, uh, professionally, I, you've been staring at animation your entire it. life. Love CGI. I think they're doing it great. I think that what they use it for, you know, things like Toy Story and other animated movies and pets and all this business, like, it looks amazing. It's I, a whole different kind of thing, it, though. It's totally different, but I'm not I'm not a guy who draws it. I write jokes, so I don't yeah, care. Yeah. I really don't care. Most joke writers don't care about anything but the joke. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Get the joke out there, you know? <laughs> I don't care if there's a pinwheel coming out of its ass. That's exactly right. Just yeah, get the we joke don't care. Right. So no, it could no. be CG. It could be hand-drawn. Then they creep you out every now and then. I look at some of the uh, CGI in the eyes. I just uh, Yeah, well, that was early Toy Story, Polar Express. Polar Express, yeah, that's creepy, the movie. Creepy. Yeah, I, I ran out of that. Kids yeah. were laughing at me. Unintentionally very frightening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a horror movie. You know, I think they're doing an episode of 22 hours about it. <laughs> now, uh, listen to me. You've been writing the movies, too. You did, you did, uh, you did the, 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 the TED that's a bit. That was big and funny. Huge. How different from TV and live action. So that was a, a, a bit of a departure. It was. It was. And, uh, you know, all credit to Seth on that. That was his fully his idea. And he just brought myself and uh, Wellesley Wild. Yeah, how long? Yeah, that's your, your, your partner. Yeah, he, how was, long he you was, was carrying him. He was my partner. Yeah, oh, so you finally No, we him. carried each other back in Vietnam and here in uh, Los Angeles. But You were he, battery mates, <laughs> I believe, right. on the old Pawtucket Red Sox. <laughs> a couple he of was, years. He was, uh, we worked together for a long time, and now he's running uh, a show called Animaniacs, which they're rebooting for. Uh, WB, I believe. That sounds like a, you give kids coffee and then put them in a room and they watch this. <laughs> I think it's small, like Looney Tunes characters, smaller versions. Smaller, like physically smaller versions Correct. of Looney Tunes I think characters. that's what it is. I think that's wow. what it is, yeah. Man, that plug brought to you by Buckshots, the deer-flavored tequila, and a gentleman preferred gentleman, the All Gentlemen's Gentlemen's Club. That's great. <laughs> These are great. I'm starting to think they're not real, but I like them. Oh no, they're all uh, they're all they, they can't get on the major networks. What so was you can kind of see why? What was the Iowa one with the corn? Uh, porn on the cob. <laughs> Iowa's the number one adult store. Very good. And then of course there's high fructose corn high fructose corn syrup. Don't worry, something worse will come along. Now uh, 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 switching to the movie, uh, writing that is it's Seth's baby, but still you got to sit down and write it. Yeah. Writing for a human, and, and then like a, 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 a stuffed puppety Yeah, an animated thing. bear. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was, it, I mean, it was a blast because I'm from Boston. Both the, Mark Wahlberg and Ted the Bear were Boston people. And so it was really fun to write in that sort of mass hole dial, yeah. dialect. Like, we were, we were all very locked into that. Uh, so that was really the most fun part about it. I think a lot of the laughs in the movie, actually, if they were delivered, with a normal accent, people would have been like, hmm. 
But just because they sound like this, you, you know, think it boss, buys you a little something. It does buy you a lot. <laughs> well, there's a lot. You can, you know, uh, yeah, it's a funny accent, especially, uh, 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 you know, there's that window uh, right after you get a little bit drunk and before you get punchy in the eye drunk where it's really funny. Hilarious, where yeah. they tell great stories. They're telling jokes that are would have been inappropriate 20 years ago. That's right, great. right. You can get yeah. away with stuff. Yeah. That's really true. Now, you like Twitter. You're big on the Twitter. Uh, you like it almost as much as Bill Belichick likes glaring in a press conference. How'd you fall into that? I mean, I know writers <laughs> like it, but... Uh... Yeah, you know, it was someone else we worked with at the time, who I think was somebody's assistant, was uh, telling me about this Twitter. It was like 2008 or nine. And uh, I looked on it, and I remember my first tweet was just writing to him, like, so what do you do? I just wrote him. I was like, so what do you do? Just this? And he writes back, yeah. And so then after a little adjustment period, I kind of got into it. I really, I loved it. And then, you know, some sort of uh, semi-popular people started following and saying, hey, follow this guy. So then it kind of had a chain reaction, but... Has all plateaued like five years ago. You try stuff on it that you then use in the show. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's that might be the first time I've actually uh, accurately asked a question. <laughs> you got it. Uh, isn't a very that amazing? Good question. Wow. Very good question. I, yes, I do that. We saved about two minutes. You didn't even have to answer that. <laughs> I do it a lot. I My do it a lot. God, that accuracy had, brought we... to you by Kaleidoscope Eye Drops. Don't just get the red out. Enter a magical world. God, sorry I interrupted you. <laughs> no, it was just related to a tweet that became a joke. I remember I tweeted something about, like, if I have to, you know, if I'm in a shirts and skins basketball game, I'll always find a way to get on shirts. <laughs> and and something about I'd rather go bottomless than topless in a basketball <laughs> game. And so we had the main character, Peter, saying that in an upcoming Oh, episode. that's brilliant. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. You get to try. You get to see if there's a reaction. Exactly. It's, it's like a, a stand-up without the smoke. Uh, drinking and um, ugly women's cleavage. Right. I'm guessing. I just took a shot. <laughs> Listen, I got a bona fide big time comedy writer with me. Time for advice corner. Actual takeaway from the great Alex Selkin from Family Guy. I'm going to ask you some questions here, just in case there's some kids out there uh, who may be trying to get into the biz, and we can give them some uh, some honest to goodness advice, dark or otherwise. I don't care. Uh, when, once I'm finished with the question, it's in your court. All right. Here we go. Great premise. But no punchline. How do you tackle that if you're in a writer's room? Uh, well, you you sit there with five funny people and you get one. You just pound. Yeah, you pound. You pitch on it for a while, and we have enough people. We have twenty writers on Family Guy. Good so God, we got to get that can, over here. I know you can send like Pickett's Charge after Pickett's Charge <laughs> at a joke, <laughs> and then eventually you're going to take the hill. Wave of innocent seventeen-year-olds after wave. That's <laughs> right. Going at the premise until something's funny. All right, uh, you're in a writer's room. You're there half the night. Best pick me up for you. What, what what gets your energy back? Oh, well. Uh, there are certain years in my life where that answer would be different, but I would say uh, you, can, uh, you can designate a decade. I would say that late night pizza is very good. That is always a helpful thing when like hot pizzas arrive. Uh -huh. Always good. Um, of course, an hour later you're screwed. Right. But uh, a nice cold Coca Cola, always good. We also had uh, for for 1967 <laughs> ad for Coke and pizza for for about five years. We had. Two of those like great looking, very functional lightsabers in the room. Oh. And so we would like kind of, someone would come in and turn out the lights and then like it'd just be, 
and someone else would have to run and get it. And That's fantastic. Yeah, it probably works because it kind of yeah. gets your mind off. It does. Uh, there's a whole theory that you get your mind off what you're working on, and then your kind of subconscious mm-hmm. takes over. I avoid that because I do not have a subconscious. <laughs> How do you handle uh, a douche writer in the room? Oh, boy. Because I know you've yeah. had them. You know, yeah. They come and go, but... Yeah, you, you know... It, there were different, again, different periods in my life, different ways. I think earlier I was very, like, almost visibly angry uh-uh. uh, and dismissive because I think I had something that felt like I had something to prove and I had to show people I don't like this either. But then as you're, you're working longer and then you're running rooms or something like that, you just have to be a little more tactful with it. It's kind of like the Steven Seagal uh, jiu-jitsu. He uses your opponent's yeah. uh, momentum, momentum against them. To and escort them right out the door. Exactly. <laughs> Best way to keep the lunch ordering process under 40 minutes. Because lunch, I have learned in a television writer's room, is the biggest deal on the planet. It is. It's a great thing. We've got this beat. Uh, we have PAs hand out the menus at uh, bef- a half an hour before we have to get to work. So then when we're walking into the office, everything's circled, names on it. Wow. Yeah, so everything's 1 o'clock every day. Boom, boom, boom. Man. The food gets there. You guys do have a machine. We do. That's an operation. That's like the big red machine. <laughs> 75 Cincinnati squats. Sparky! All right, I'll stop. Uh, what's the one thing a fledgling comedy writer should do to, to try to get into the biz? Make your friends laugh, I think. I mean, if if you have a brain and you're making your friends laugh, and, you know, it's not just, like, jokes about your neighbor that everyone knows. If you can just consistently make your friends laugh, you probably got a good chance of being able to get some of that down on paper. I always found that the people that make their friends laugh all the time are, like, the people we end up working with. That is impressive. What an advice corner. Brought to you by U-Drive, the app that lets you rent your own car to take you wherever you want to go. Hey, speaking of cars, True Car, I don't know if you know this, uh, 60 seconds, that's just about uh, two pieces of advice from Alex Sulkin that could change your career or uh, or, uh, uh, nervously picking up uh, someone on your first date. Uh, So all of that can happen uh, in a very short period of time. You know what else can happen in a very short period of time? Uh, I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, True Car has an offer that lets you get a deal on your car without hardly doing anything. takes you less than 60 seconds. You just go to True Car, enter your license plate number, watch how your car de- car's details just pop right up. They got color graphics and lines and all kinds of stuff. It keep you very interested. Then answer a few questions. Uh, navigation and moonroof. Uh, watch as they bump up the value of your car. High mileage. Hey, at least you're going to know uh, what it's going to cost you. Uh, and, and ding, ding your final thing. Uh, and you can plan ahead for that. So then one once you're finished on your computer or even your phone, you'll get a true cash offer sent in minutes, which you can take to a local certified dealer to cash out or trade in. It's that simple. So when you are ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. True cash offer not available in all areas. All right, oh, this is very exciting. Oh, man, it's time. It's time for the Fiery Four. Alec, these are sports takes hotter than sex in one of those horizontal Japanese closet hotels. All right, fire number one. Will baseball once again become America's favorite pastime 
just based on the fact that everyone's not concussed? Oh, these are questions. Yeah, these are okay. actual uh, sports questions. <laughs> these are what I consider sports questions. I don't, I don't, because football's still number one. But yeah. uh, football's uh, heading in the wrong direction. Yes, it and, is. But uh, is baseball heading in the right direction? Don't know about that. I think basketball is heading in the right Ooh. direction. I think basketball has a higher talent level now than it's ever had. I think it's becoming the, – the nations around the world are kind of catching up to us. Yeah. And then we jump ahead again, and then they catch up to us. So I think it globalizes the game in a way that they really want. So I think it's basketball. The level of a Slobodovich's in the NBA is increasing. Slobodovich. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, Slavic – yeah, there's a lot of the uh, Eastern European, Eastern Bloc uh, countries that are producing a very tall guys with soft touches. Oh, great games! Yeah, I don't pretty know how that games. happens. Yeah. Pretty games. yeah, yeah, they yeah, play it, and, and then uh, when you watch their European highlights, they're on a, a court that that, uh, that seriously looks like an album cover from the seventies. <laughs> Just get how you could roll joints on those courts. Fire number two. Is this the year? The Patriots get hooked on opioids and dark sex and finish 5-11. Please, is this the year that happens? I'm going to say no. Ah, damn it. Pats fan, not a chance that so happens. So hoping as a Packers I mean, fan we could sneak in once more before I die. Are you a Packers fan? Yes. Oh, boy. Well, I got Aaron Rodgers. That's fun. I don't know. What do you mean, I don't know? Uh, he's good. Yeah, hell, nobody, everybody, he's, hey, we got Aaron Rodgers. Meh. Nobody <laughs> said that ever. By the way, all he's doing is chipping away at himself. He just keeps, like, it's everyone's whispering, he was the one who pushed Mike McCarthy out. He was. He hated everyone. What, what kind of psychoanalysis? Just stick with the question. <laughs> We're trying to talk about your okay, Pats, no, not my Packers. Pats, by the way, I've looked at their schedule. I'm usually very negative when I predict their, their uh, win total yeah. each year. This year, 14-2. and two. Ooh, Lord. Yeah, they have an easy schedule. And their hard games are early where they're more prepared than the other teams. That is from a professional cynic. My goodness, 14. So this is not the year they're going to fall apart. Fire number three. The Celtics. More dysfunction than a Chuck Lorre writer's room. Can they pull it together and should they move Kyrie? Well, I don't know if they have a choice. I think Kyrie's going to move maybe to Brooklyn. Uh, I think. That's like the Bermuda Triangle right now, Brooklyn. Uh, I know. Well, Good players go there and just disappear. Pop but, up with a different name in the But in they have room. Turkey. I guess they have room now for two max deals this coming season. So people are saying Kyrie and Durant, but who knows? But Kyrie and somebody great could be good. You like the coach? You like Stevens? Love him. Yeah. Love him. I don't put this on him. I, you know, it's weird. The NBA has these imperceptible shifts every year where something else is what really matters. You know, there's a new thing that everybody's doing that suddenly wins all the games. And the Celtics, they feel like very old-fashioned in a yeah. way. Um, I still like them and root for them, and I thought they were going to go further this year, even though they had an up-and-down season. But I can't see them sticking together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something's got to give. I, I agree. I, but I hope they keep Tatum. Uh, you know, if they got rid of Kyrie, that would be bad, but I think it's going to happen. I think it's inevitable. May help the locker room. Yeah, May. May. Fire! Finally, fire number four! Who's winning this big deal hockey tournament thingy in the NHL? Two old school lineups that have no problem spitting their dental bridges right into each other's faces. St. Louis and Boston, game seven, Wednesday tonight. Who's winning this damn thing? Is that a question? Yeah. Where, where's it did being, I did I not put where's a question? Where's it being did I not played? put a question mark in? Where's it being played? Boston, there but uh, St. Good. Louis has won at least uh, one game in Boston, but not a game seven. 
Oh, that's true. Uh, so you're just saying. No way the Bruins lose. No way. Too much uh, of that uh, New England vibe I think the, happening in the garden. What's it, the Ameritrade Garden? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> TD Bank North Ameritrade. Something, yeah. Cooper's something. Union. Yeah. J.I. Case. <laughs> The Cyrus Erie Garden, K- something KB like that. Toy and Hobby Garden. KB Toy and Hobby Garden. <laughs> uh, I think the Bruins got to take this. I think that St. Louis has had a, a Cinderella season, uh, but I think the Bruins are a better team. I think St. Louis is going to come in and just be daunted by this town that dev- expects nothing but championships for the last 20 years. St. Louis haunted by the ghost of Derek Sanderson. <laughs> that fiery four brought to you by Gunga Dan's. For really mild Indian food, try Gunga Dan's. Now, I understand you may have a pop quiz for me. This is where uh, uh, my guests uh, ask me questions that have definitive answers, but I don't know anything ahead of time. And that's obvious by my record. I'm 5-76 and 76 up to this point. So, uh, uh, Oh, wait, so you don't do well at this. Uh, generally uh, not, regardless of what... Uh, category the questions come in uh, but i do well I, i'll say this about myself i do open it up to all uh, facets of a uh, human life good uh so so uh, we got a theme song for this let's hear the theme song for pop quiz with alex sulkin boom pop pop quiz like that yeah not bad perfect huh? for me you like perfect for me <laughs> sure short to <laughs> the it. point it's it's got mr burke written all over <laughs> mark burke <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Okay. Question number one from the great writer from a Family Guy, Alex Selkin. Fire away. On what Beatles album does the song Hey Jude appear? Hey Jude appears on, oh, brother, the Beatles. Those are those long-haired guys who came over and started a mess of trouble that led to Vietnam. <laughs> and then we had to clean up the streets. And then everybody mellowed out. And the Doobie Brothers, where am I going? Hang on. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Oh, wrong. That is incorrect. It didn't appear on any album. It did not. It was released as a single and then appeared only on Best Of Compilation. Wow. So it was a trick question. That's that's how good they were, by the way. I played my own trick because you gave the thumbs down as if we had a sound effect ready to play. I know. I thought that was happening. (laughs) I thought he was going to check. Yeah, we we don't have that kind of production value. (laughs) We don't have that kind of money. say no whammies. (laughs) Um, All right, I'm 0-1, damn it. Let me see if I can get something going. Question here, number two, from Alex Olkin, Popwoods. Who is the Boston Red Sox single-season home run record holder? Jim Rice. Incorrect. I took a shot, though. <laughs> Big Poppy. Timely. Really? Timely. I did that because wow. it was timely. That's absolutely right. 54. 54. And uh, our best wishes go out to Big Poppy. Absolutely. We're recovering, uh, hopefully not in an actual Dominican Republic hospital, but they airlifted into an American hospital. Details unclear on that. I'll be washed out in a hashtag scandal, I'm sure. Nobody's listening. It's, it's me here. <laughs> well, I blame that on me. I blame that on me. No, no, no. Um, Third question. There, I'm on This one I'm giving you a good shot on. All right. Let me see if I can uh, save who, my dignity. Who hosted the family feud in between Ray Combs and Steve Harvey? Louis Anderson. <laughs> did he? Yes. Okay. All right. That wasn't who I thought of, but yes, he did. He was one, of, one of two people. Uh, all right. Let me see if I can't guess the other and break even here. Uh, let's see. Between Ray Combs and Steve Harvey, it was Louis Anderson... And uh, then, oh, let me try this one. I, I'm pretty sure I got this one. 
uh, I think it was uh, Louis Aparicio. <laughs> and it, it, it was more for Telemundo. Well, you got it right, because Louis Anderson, that qualifies as correct. All right, so at least uh, I got one right. Richard Kahn. Oh, man, that's right. Wasn't he the uh, over-the-fence neighbor guy? Also, John O'Hurley and uh, the celebrity version with Al Roker. Wow. Christ almighty, why didn't I get a call for that? Terrible question. Ridiculous how how low they sunk. And I didn't get a... That's it, Chet Waterhouse can't get a... Damn it. I'm telling you. You know when you don't have an agent, uh, you got to work on it. Forget it. (laughs) <laughs> Gary makes some calls. That pop quiz brought to you by Chef Vard, the gender-neutral can of ravioli. My guest today, the hilarious comedy phenom, Alex Salkin. Follow him on Twitter, at the Salk. And, of course, watch Family Guy and Ted, and then Ted 2 and Ted 3 through 8. Do not get them confused with Ted Talks. That's a whole different thing. I tuned into those. I did not think they were funny. Uh, really, anything else he does has the absolute stench of hilarity on it. Watch anything Alex Sulkin's involved with. Alex, thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Chet. Follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse and follow my comedian buddy at Real Jeff Cesario. Visit jeffcesario.com for upcoming dates and fun stuff. Thanks to all of you for listening. Sp- uh, support my sponsors, True Car. Pluto TV and betonline.ag. If you want more of me this weekend, I'll be at Acorn Arena in Dutch Elm, Missouri, calling Scudo Cross the slower, whinier motocross. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain. Great news from Sprint. The wait is finally over. The new Samsung Galaxy Note 10 with the powerful S Pen has arrived at Sprint, and you can get it for 50% off with a Sprint Flex lease. That's right. Get the power of performance and productivity of the Galaxy Note 10 for less than $20 per month. There's never been a better time to switch. To learn more, visit your local Sprint store, sprint.com slash Galaxy Note 10, or call 800-SPRINT-1 today. 1979 a month after 1980 monthly credit applied link to bills with approved credit 18-month lease and new line of service. If canceled, early remain balance due. Excuse tax coverage and offer not available everywhere through the activation. Theme restrictions apply.